Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, welcome to episode 32 of the Leading Off Podcast. As always, I'm Matthew Braun, right here by Cooper Carlson. And wow, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. There was uh, quite the turn of events that happened this week. We went from there being baseball, to there being a little bit of baseball, to there being no sport in the history of man <laughs> currently right now. Uh, yeah, this is, I mean, obviously the worst week of sports that I've ever experienced because there is no sports. It's just, yeah, I went down for a uh, spring training, a couple of games this last week, flew down on uh, Wednesday night, got there late, you know, Thursday, we were at the, we were going to go to a game that night, hanging out at the beach, go on Twitter and baseball is done. It was, <laughs> it was great. We didn't, get, didn't get to go to any games. We were going out to spring training for the first time in my life. And uh, gotta say it went horribly. I mean, our whole entire plan was, off so i mean i only all i got to do was spend two days at the beach this weekend so just a horrible weekend so what you're saying is this is your fault is what i'm getting here yeah yes i okay it was the beach so i'm not gonna complain at all because it was 85 degrees hot and warm and everything of course all right. you know and people from minnesota are probably listening so but i got sunburned for like the first time in my life and it's so painful <laughs> I never burn. I tan immediately, but I, I guess I can't just go to Florida right away. I got to get the warm up in the sun before I go to Florida or something. It's just, you, it's horrible. Are you complaining about getting sunburnt at a time like now? Like, did you really just do that? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, my nose is like red. <laughs> is this a sunburn? It never happens his, to me. His nose is red. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I should get through some things because we got a lot of things to establish before we actually start talking about stuff. So the first and foremost, uh, most immediate thing right now, you probably notice, is that we are now associated with Twinkie Town. We uh, both signed contracts, we were reached out to, and they said, you know, we'd like to bring you on, make this an official Twinkie Town podcast. And, you know, both of us said we'd be down for this. So our uploads are going to go directly to there. Nothing as far as content is going to change, except that we have ads at the beginning, end, and at the middle. So... That's basically it. We're just going to be talking. It's just going to be us same idiots talking about stupid stuff like we normally do. So if you already like that, that is not going to change in the slightest. And so we have that going on for us, and we were really looking forward to it, and we were really excited about it until the news broke, of course, as we were talking about that uh, basically everything has been canceled due to the coronavirus. Uh, it was actually really weird seeing it happen in real time because uh, the NBA shut down first. Uh, and like they were, I think they were ready to play a game or something, and then like just kind of stopped, and everyone didn't know what happened. And then Rudy Gobert tested positive for the coronavirus after like touching every microphone in existence, mm. and like all that stuff happening. And it was, it's, it's kind 
kind of surreal what's happening right now. Like you said uh, before, this is the first time in my lifetime, in your lifetime, possibly anyone's lifetime, that something like this has happened. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Like, the, I mean, yeah, other thing people have been referring to, just, of course, the 9-11 tragedy when all sports were canceled for just 10 days. But this is, yeah, I mean, nothing we've gone through, because we're, we are young, nothing we've really experienced in our sports watching lives. But, yeah, as you said, we are with SB Nation now. They must not have been listening to our recent episodes, because they uh, decided to bring us on. So, huh, I mean, thank, you know, it's good. It should be, maybe... And perhaps this can let us get together with, you know, some bigger name guests like Brandon Warren, which we're going to do today of zone coverage. So it's a good opportunity and, you know, we'll be going bigger now. So it should be fun. I'd like to believe it was on our own merit that we were able to get Brandon and it wasn't the, I don't know, the swag or the the whatever comes with actually attaching ourselves to a brand like this. Uh, (laughs) Although maybe that's just pumping up my ego. I don't know. Yeah, if if last week we would have said, hey, you want to come on to our uh, leading off podcast, we just kind of put it out there and get 50 clicks a week. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, <laughs> but no, this, this will be better. It's going to be fun. So I'm looking forward to it, which we'll get to eventually. So yeah, not this sport. The coronavirus is uh, tough because I don't know what we're going to talk about for the next eight weeks. I mean... And we just got this new big podcast platform, so we got to be uploading consistently here. So I'm going to have to come up with something. <laughs> well, and it's not only that, but also because both of us are writers, you know, everyone's right. just like, well, now, because we're getting ready to actually write about real content and not like like how Nash just wrote about the handsomeness of Twins players ranked. Uh, by the way, Kepler was number one, as it should have been. I would have thrown hands with Nash if he wasn't. Um, okay. He came up with this and wrote this before anything about baseball, before baseball was canceled whatsoever, which is okay, well, probably the best part. The don't defend the man now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm saying, he did it before there was a, like a need for content. <laughs> well, yeah, but you get what I'm saying. I'm like, right. Yeah. All the all the recent posts are kind of going back in history because it's like I we don't know what else to do. Like my own parents were thinking about because uh, we have like a a DVD. Uh, of the like highlights of the 87 and 91 World Series. And we're like, well, I guess we'll break this out and watch it. It's like, what the hell else are we going to do? Mm. Yeah, I might just start uh, playing NBA 2K or MLB The Show and just not picking a side, just watching the game play out, see how that goes. <laughs> well, honestly, I'm probably going to pick up the new MLB The Show when that comes out. I don't know what else to do, like, straight up. People are playing it, so I decided to pre-order it today, but it didn't let me play it, so I don't know how to do that, so. <laughs> that may ruin my day without sports, which is only getting worse, but it's whatever. I don't know what to do. I mean, and that's kind of what, although at, at some point, like, I, I would like to, to be known that as an introvert of 21 years, I find great humor in the fact that now everyone's freaking about, about what do you do, staying at home for an entire month. And I'm like, look, I do that unprompted. Like I don't, I don't need people to tell me to stay home. I've been doing this my entire life. Yeah, and for me, uh, I mean, it's great because I, I also don't do a ton except write podcasts. And but all my friends going to colleges far away are coming home, so I'm just gonna do that for eight weeks, hang out with them. So, I mean, who's complaining? Oh, I can't really leave the house though, can I? Yeah, what you're gonna go Skype? hang out with people Skype. at a time like this? <laughs> I know, me? I know, I should not. It's a group of. We'll keep it less than five, just so, just so we can be safe. But anyways, uh, I think we're going to transition here. 
uh, as Cooper said, we got Brandon Warren sitting ready to talk to him. So we're going to get on that right now. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking to Brandon. Welcome back. We are joined here by Brandon Warren of Zone Coverage. How you doing here, Brandon? Hey, pretty good. How about you guys? Yeah, doing good. Well, I'm doing Looking good. Forward to some baseball Cooper's talk. Good, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We well. Sort of. Our, ho- our hopes were originally to you know focus on baseball, but some other things kind of overtook this, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but I would like to know, uh, being uh, that you were a reporter, being that you're well. Uh, kind of versed with the twins yeah could you walk us through like kind of how last week went with the steps that were taken how it kind of went from we were playing games to no media members to straight up baseballs like postponed yeah i think it was just kind of unclear how serious this was and it went from yeah maybe there'll be some events with no fans to oh crap Rudy Gobert's sick, and the Utah Jazz trainer is sprinting onto the court at Chesapeake Bay or Chesapeake Energy Arena in in Oklahoma City to postpone this game. And from that point on, everything just kind of blew up and snowballed from there. NHL wasn't far behind. I think they were the next late morning before they suspended operations, and then baseball was pretty much right after that. And it just became increasingly clear that it was not going to be tenable to have any sort of baseball be played, let alone with fans or the regular season starting in time. I feel like the snowball grew really, really quickly. But in reality, we should have been looking to Italy as kind of the precursor of what could happen here on the larger scale. And I think that's why we've seen, you know, the social distancing and, groups bigger than 50 being said not to convene and and that sort of thing. So it's really come together quickly and it's kind of hard to believe. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, I flew to Florida to watch some spring training games and, uh, well, I got there on Wednesday and then throughout it kind of seemed ever since we landed. Cause right when we landed, I got the news of the NBA is postponed and it was kind of from there on like, well, this probably isn't happening. So my trip was cut short. I didn't think I was questioning if I'd be able to make it to this podcast, but we ended up getting back yesterday because of this, all this chaos that's been going on. So mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it's been weird. Something none of us have, I'd assume, really ever experienced in any of this. And I just, I don't know where it's going to go from here. It's just been strange this whole week. Yeah, I wrote actually the game notes for Utah, Oklahoma City for oh. the broadcast. And so I had spent the night before researching that and then to have that game get postponed i was like oh weird and then i went right back to my hockey notes which i had for the next day <laughs> and then the hockey game got postponed and so i've had back-to-back games get postponed and now i don't know it's it's going to be interesting to see how we kind of proceed into the spring with no sports since i not only write about the twins but work at a sports company you know we'll learn to use our MLB software, and we will, beyond that, kind of write some of the more whimsical baseball stuff like it's the offseason still, but just kind of have to stretch it out for, who knows, maybe two more months. Hopefully not that long, but we'll see. Well, yeah, uh, 
I mean, they say two months, but honestly, at this point, uh, I would be utterly shocked if they ever got it through that quickly. I mean, I'd love it to be. I'd love that to happen, uh, of course, as a as a fan. But just uh, this feels like something that's going to take a lot longer than a lot of people think. And with how not serious some people are kind of taking it right now, it's uh, I, I'm not looking forward to it. Well, I think they can take the situation, say two months. And if it's less, everyone's going to be excited. But if you say one month and it ends up being two or three, that's not really managing expectations in a way that people are going to be okay with. So you shoot. In this instance, I think you shoot on the long end and hope it's shorter. Because if you do the other way around, people are already upset these games aren't being played. You don't want to make it any worse. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It makes sense. Uh, see, so I wanted to know, fortunately, this question actually isn't related we can finally get to a different topic lovely uh, yeah whoa, so great so uh you have kind of made an interesting transition in that uh you were at one point uh maybe even a little so now but at one point you were a fan of the twins you were someone who actively i believe you had season tickets uh yeah, at one point yeah but now of course you do reporting and i'm interested to know like how do you think that affects how you report well i think the beat for the twins is ever evolving after Mike Berardino left and Rick Bollinger left. I became after Lavelle, one of the most senior people on the crew. Derek Wetmore has been there like a year or two shorter than me. Phil Miller's been there for a while, but you've got Betsy who's just in her second season. You've got Doe who's just in his second season. So the beat is evolving in a lot of ways, but for me, I kind of think of myself as, and I don't say this term derisively, but I'm kind of one of the blog boys who made it. You know, I started out writing for whoever would give me a chance and just kind of wanted to see where it would go. And eventually it became kind of what I had hoped it would be. And it, it's something that I think people in the blogs at Twins Daily would love to do for their career path. And so I'm always open to trying to talk to people about what that was like, but I'm also wanting them to be realistic with how difficult that's been. And so for me, there's a, I think there's some unique perspectives because I grew up as a Twins fan. I kind of understand what makes Twins fans that I'm writing for tick, their insecurities, the things they take pride in, the things they're not sure about, the things they really like. And so I can write for those audiences pretty much no matter what the situation is. If it's Joe Maurer getting his number retired or playing in his last game or Torrey Hunter coming back to join the team again and that sort of thing. You know, Johan Santana being inducted into the Team Hall of Fame, that sort of thing. So I actually, I was a fan from 1993 to, I would say, 2012. But I really started covering regularly in 2013 and kind of had to hang up that hat. And it's it was a transition. It was difficult at first, but now it's like, you kind of understand that if you want to be taken seriously and you want to be someone that people take seriously from this side of the business, you, you really have to. You can't say the, the me's and the we's. It has to be you take a step back and kind of assess the forest rather than the trees, so to speak. And so it was an adjustment, but it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be either because it allows me to be a fan of baseball at large, which was already kind of my deal anyway. I've always thought baseball was great. You know, I've watched 
Sunday Night Baseball, Wednesday Night Baseball on ESPN and whatever else is on TV and WGN with the Cubs and White Sox and the, the Braves on TBS. So just broadening my my love for the game was kind of the name of the game. And so it wasn't as difficult as I thought it would be, but I also felt like it was it was definitely necessary to, to take on this role. You said you stopped being a fan at 2012. That was probably a good time to stop, to be honest. <laughs> I got rid of my season tickets after 2010, so that was an even better time. Ooh, wow. Wow. wow, you caught it right before. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, well, on the front end, I kind of messed up, though, picking it up in 1993. So, you know, <laughs> it, it gives and it takes, and it did yeah. both of those things for me. So what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm in the – I mean, kind of in the same boat as you were many years ago. I'm just writing for Twins Daily and Twinkie Town and yep. podcasting on this network here. So, And, of course, just seeing where it goes, Matt's in a different boat. I think he's – going for a different job and everything he just podcasts with me for some reason not sure why but uh, i don't understand it <laughs> right yeah, yeah it's fun i didn't really know where it was gonna go i knew that i had a passion for all those things and i got a degree in journalism but honestly i didn't have as i guess i had high hopes i had high dreams i had aspirations and i don't think of myself as having reached those at this point because I think if you stop going forward, you start going backwards in this industry. But I also think of the fact that I'm sure about a thousand people start out where I started out and very few of them get to where I've gotten even now, even though I feel unfulfilled in in some ways where it's like, yeah, I still have lots to prove. I still have lots to show, but I've also been extremely blessed to have the opportunities both that have, Laid, been laid at my feet by other people, but that I've gone out and sought and fought for and earned. And so I don't have any complaints. It's been a, it's been a difficult road, but it's been a one that has taught me a lot more than I ever thought was possible too. For sure. And it's always good for me to just see that, you know, for someone like you that did the same thing I'm kind of doing that just, you know, made it. So that's it's what possible. I'm yep. right. It's yeah. Really uh, don't, don't give them hope now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it's, it, it, there were there were a lot of left and right turns along the way. There was, I mean, I worked for fifteen hundred ESPN for a year and then got let go, and then I spent a year not really actively covering the team because I had something lined up at the Pioneer Press that fell through, and I had a couple other things lined up that fell through, and then I worked for an entire season for free covering the team for Cold Omaha, which became zone coverage, and so not a lot of people can be afforded those opportunities where you go from paid work to no work to free work to then getting paid again. Like that's a long time without a steady paycheck. It for coming from the game. I mean, I had another job besides that I've since mercifully stopped doing, but there have been a lot of sacrifice along the way in and having a wife with a stable job has certainly been a benefit for me. That's for sure. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's kind of interesting nowadays, and I, I want to get your opinion on this, just because sure. you've been around longer, well, longer than uh, Cooper. I mean, shoot, you've been a fan longer than Cooper and I have been alive. Which, right. <laughs> that might make you feel really old, but that's kind of just the, uh, the truth of it. Uh, <laughs> but it's just with the, the internet age and with how well-connected things are, like, I mean, I got my start writing just because just through Twitter, you know, I saw Twins Daily said, oh, we got like a blog thing. You can join that. I started that, you know. Oh. Some things happen. Tom adds me to the regular rotation. Now here I am. And it seems like nowadays 
there are a lot of opportunities like that where it's just if you just start somewhere then maybe you know some things happen you just keep going at it and then i don't know some things fall into place you can find uh you can find your place in the blogosphere of baseball whatever uh and i kind of i kind of want to get your thoughts on it you know being at a time that was pre sort of uh this internet revolution how different would that be because those opportunities were pretty much limited to newspaper and like yelling at people on the streets i'd imagine i don't, I don't know what else you would do well you can still do that it's just you seem a little bit more of a crackpot yeah. if you do that and it's probably not the same now that place. now they record you and put you on twitter and stuff so. or youtube which is right. making money for them and not for you which is not good yeah yeah so I guess my start was forums, believe it or not. And it, I wasn't part of like the Usenet group that was like the late 90s. And I wasn't part of like the early part of Twitter. I kind of got my start on a website that you're not going to believe this is true. Baseball.com. And they had forums at baseball.com. <laughs> and so between that kind of like putting my opinions out there as prehistoric as they were, home runs, RBIs, batting average, you know, small town kid kind of learning that the baseball, the sport of baseball was a little bit different than I realized. I read Moneyball. I read Baseball Prospectus, the annual in 2004, which was my senior year of high school and then my first year of college. And I just realized, like, there's so much more to this game that I have to learn. And so I went through a couple of years of small school uh, Bible college, started kind of reading blogs, kind of learning about blogs when they first started popping up and then i don't know i went to journalism school and a friend of mine from that forum i just kind of happened to forge a relationship with and his his screen name was skier 94 so i had no idea who he was but he ended up being andrew rothstein who was a big deal at hockey prospectus and he said well listen man i know you've got a passion i know you're going to do things. So I'm going to put you up for an internship with baseball prospectus. And I think you've got a good chance of getting it. And this was probably right around the time I graduated from college. And so 2010, he put me up for that. I got that. So I edited for them and just built a lot of connections by editing people's stuff and like really diving into whatever work came up and, and trying to be the first person to take work. And from there, it kind of built, and I was going to have a column there, and they switched editors, and I didn't really get along with the second guy as much as I did the first guy. So I reached out to Fangraphs, and Fangraphs was like, yeah, man, we'd love to have you. So I wrote for them for a while, and then that's how 1500 saw me, and so it took off from there. But how it all started, I mean, I'm still not entirely positively sure because it just kind of slowly churned. I, I wrote for a few small time blogs here or there and I went to a new forum after the old one folded and I don't know it started a Twitter profile I I got classic journalism training so I knew how to do AP style and all that and so there were a lot of things that just kind of snowballed in my favor where it was a little break here and a little break there and then kind of a big one with prospectus and then from there it just put my name out there with some people who were much more talented than I was, but they were for whatever reason. Yeah, this guy's with us. So I, you know, I knew Kevin Goldstein who uh, now works with the Astros and Christina Carl, who's with ESPN and Jay Jaffe, who is known for developing jaws, the hall of fame thing that's on baseball reference. And so 
I worked with a lot of really, really smart baseball people. And my, my number one thing was to realize, listen up, man, you don't know anything. So just keep your mouth shut, <laughs> learn from them and don't, you know, it's better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and prove it. And ah. so I, I still, I didn't always, I didn't always do that the right way, but I got owned quite a few times by people that were way smarter than me about baseball. Um, Gary Huckabee was one for sure. And so I just, I had a lot to learn and it all just kind of started from, you know, just small little jumps here and there. Whereas now with blogs, it's more accessible to get that first opportunity. But as I'm sure you find, then you have to differentiate yourself. You have to show that you're different. So it's a different set of difficult circumstances, but I think that it's still a fairly similar, similar pattern of, of how you get wherever you're going and wherever you want to go. So let it be known that you can start as an internet shit poster and find your way <laughs> to something bigger. God, I'm proof. I'm literal, yeah. I'm literal living proof. Yeah, here he is. <laughs> this so, is hope yeah. for me and Matt because yeah. if anyone's ever seen our Twitter account, it's, well, it's interesting. <laughs> well, I wrote for Twinkie Town for, for a long time too when Jesse Lund was in charge, which I think was like probably two or three leadership groups ago because I know there was Maya and I don't remember I don't remember who else there's been since then, but he was probably been at least five years since he's been there. So hmm. it's been a while. Yeah, so I've just been doing it probably or a little over probably like fourteen months now. I've been yeah, I started at Twinkie Town, then moved over to Twins Daily where since they let us put their podcasts on there, then mm-hmm. went back to Twinkie Town. Now I'm doing both and now I'm podcasting at SB Nation. So it's just over a year, you know, just a lot of moving around already, just between like three different websites, really. But yeah, yeah, just a lot going on. And the ready made, yeah, the ready made audiences are, are extremely helpful. And right. that was where, like, when I joined Prospectus, it would be like, hey, go follow this guy, he works with us now. And so I'd get little bumps there, here and there, mm. and that helped. And then knowing Kevin Goldstein got me an internship with the Star Tribune, or not an internship, I worked as a clerk at the Star Tribune for an entire school year. And so, I mean, I have, so I have newsroom experience, so I, I kind of know how newsrooms work. And so it's just a lot of small things where if one, one thing or another didn't line up for me, it wouldn't have happened. And it would have been just a different subset of people that I never got to know and in turn got to know me and what I was all about or what I was capable of or what I dreamed of. And I think all those things are important when you, when you set out to do something like this is it's, you know, you really do have to aim high because it's, it's just, there's so many people out there battling for the same thing that if you lose sight of what you want to do, you can easily fall down. That's happened to me a few times. Yeah. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. I know personally, I don't, I assume this has happened to you because we have Matthew Trueblood now writing for twins daily. And I'll like read something. I'll read something he writes. So I'm like, damn it, this guy's good. It's like, it's it's incredible the the level of talent that's out there, and you have to obviously you know appreciate your own skills and abilities. But uh, like you said, at the same time, just understand you know there are people who have been doing this longer than you've been alive. Freaking Sid Hartman's a hundred. Like <laughs> these people know the ins and outs of it. My Sid Hartman experience can be summed up in the day that I met him, and it was my one of my first days clerking at the star tribune and basically as a clerk you just sit at one of the regulars desks like i would sit at emilio reno's desk 
and she was their timber or their gopher basketball reporter back then, like seven, eight years ago now. And Sage Rosenfels, who was the backup quarterback for the Vikings at the time, got cut in the like the final cuts. And I happened to say, hey, Hags, did you hear that Rosenfels got cut? And he said, oh, no, I didn't hear that. You know, we're working on that night's page. And then Sid walks by, and this is Ron Hagstrom, who works at the copy desk there, says, hey, Sid, no more Rosenfels. And Sid started freaking out. Where'd you hear that? Where'd you hear that? He hadn't heard it yet. And Hags pointed over to me. So Sid, all of, he was 93 at the time, looks over at me, who's, who's 27 at the time. And he goes, what are you, some kind of genius? And what I <laughs> realized was, I don't know, I don't know what we're allowed to say on this show. But if you skip asshole and become genius, you've actually, you've actually, you're, you're closer to the inner circle than most people start. So I skipped <laughs> asshole and i got genius and so he gave, gave him a scoop that first time and of course he doesn't remember any of that and probably for the best but that was my first introduction to the man the myth and the legend and every, everything since then has been just uh quite an experience man quite an experience uh, that feels like like in a mobster movie where it's just like the harder they insult you then that means they love you kind of thing it's just like... they don't insult they what is it they don't boo nobody's kid or they don't insult those they don't think can actually do something. Like if people take time to, to drag you through the mud, it's because they think you're worth something. So, yeah, I try not to take it too personally. It's just like if you get a clap back on Twitter, if people think you're an idiot. They'll just let you be. But if they think you actually know something and they give you a clap back, at least they're trying to you know, impress upon you that, that you know something and they think you should be doing better, which is it's hard to believe, but it's actually kind of a badge of courage. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, I guess that's good news for me. People, uh, yeah, Twitter's, uh, Twitter's interesting, but right. I have so. increasingly, I have been, I've grown increasingly withdrawn on Twitter as it comes to Twitter <laughs> battles. I've fought some pretty, pretty epic Twitter battles, and that would probably be a, an entire episode on another day. But let's just say, in the in the interest of self preservation. I have retired many times defeated. It's like an old, bo- an old boxer who wins more than he loses, but he's a broken and sorry and, <laughs> and, and, and withered man. That's kind of where I am as far as Twitter right now. Yeah, that's how I feel about Reddit. But like you said, let's not cool. even like... Let's, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say that and just end it right there. Let's, uh, let's not I even go into that. the mistake of being a jerk on Reddit once and they never let me forget about it. And I deserved it. I deserved it. But... That's another one. Yep, another day. We're just gonna end it there. Well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a little break here for an ad, and we'll be right back. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And we're back here with Brandon Warren. We've been talking about a lot of fun things. Uh, I'm actually, I didn't even know you had a Sid Hartman story. Uh, it seems like you've kind of been all over, like pretty much every place that could possibly talk about sports. You've kind of have been there. 
Except K fan, man. That's about Ooh. the only nut I haven't cracked yet. But that's okay. <laughs> we'll we'll get there in due time. Paul Allen follows <laughs> me on Twitter, but he's got a bromance with Aaron Gleeman, so I might have to wait my time. Oh yeah. But that's okay. I wrote <laughs> I wrote for the athletic for a while. I did step of fifteen hundred. And I don't know. Does that mean that I've gotten opportunities and people have gotten sick of me? I'm not sure what the answer is there. But <laughs> hopefully hopefully it just means that everything was short term and those people are still on speaking terms with me, which is good. But yeah. You got you want to be careful. You don't want to be the person who's been everywhere but is never in one place for very long. That's also a a, a, a scarlet letter to have on you. So you gotta be careful. There you go. I now is is K fan like on the bucket list or is that just like I don't know. I mean, it's it's a sports leader for a reason. It's the it's like the number one rated sports station in the entire nation. But I don't know. I like being I like being delayed, uh, David against Goliath too. You know, I if I can't keep up with Lavelle in terms of Twitter followers or whatever, I'm still happy doing what I'm doing and just kind of realizing that I don't have to be number one necessarily in any different way shape or form so yeah i'd love to do stuff on kfan but if it never happens that's cool too yeah so um i mean it, it does go a kfan is most popular i think we are either second this podcast here either second or third <laughs> i'm not quite sure but, right, yeah, yeah. Probably okay. between your your show and my show right jogging yes. back and forth i think yeah. that's probably fair to say oh yeah. so and then all the way at 100 is nash so sorry nash <laughs> oh yeah Anyways, um, I've been on that show too, but I haven't been invited back. So again, oh, that might say something. Oh. That might say something about me. But I, I did say, <laughs> I did say that it, how crazy it would be if the twins signed Josh Donaldson a month before it happened, and it did happen. So I'm surprised because of how big a deal that is for him. Maybe he doesn't want to mess with perfection and have me on again. Ooh. But I'm waiting <laughs> for that phone to ring, man. So Nash, if you're listening, look me up. Well. <laughs> Nash has had both of us on and not returned, so maybe that's just how it goes with him. That's an everyday show too. Like, there's not like there's a lack of opportunity to have people back. Yeah, so it's. I mean, he's got eight weeks now. I bet. I bet. Bet we'll get back on. He's got eight weeks to talk about nothing. So, <laughs> I bet we're getting. That's my entire. Soon. That's my entire podcast right there. And he's got to record every day, doesn't he? I think that's. I, I just yeah. talked for a while, and yeah. Boy, that that candle burns out fast. I'm impressed that he's lasted as long as he has because that's a lot of work. Speaking of that, I guess so. What are you going to be doing during this, you know, time now with like with the podcast and just writing? Like, how are you gonna? How does a reporter like you go about that with not much going on? Well, I have a Zach Littell story that I was working on last fall that I never posted, so oh. look for look for that soon. But I'm probably gonna do just kind of fun stuff like. And don't you guys go stealing these. Like <laughs> I'm writing them most, down. Most underrated twin of all time, that sort of thing. And I was thinking, too, and this is just kind of a fun, easy one. The best players who have twins' fingerprints on them in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have a bullpen of Liam Hendricks, Ryan Presley, and Nick Anderson. Uh, oh, and, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah like, we know. <laughs> like, the odds of, like, the odds of that all coming together were, were zero. I mean, Liam Hendricks was a non-twin for a long time before he became a beast. But that's kind of a fun way to look at it. And I think it also proves, too, that the people who are always bitter, oh, yeah, you leave the twins and you get so much better. Like, that's – I don't think it's that true, honestly. You know, David Ortiz and Torrey Hunter played forever after he left the twins so long so that he came back. 
But the idea that players get better after they leave the Twins is like, eh, they're not really letting guys walk in free agency like they did in the Metrodome days either. It's just kind of, they went through a half a decade where they didn't produce any big league talent outside of Joe Maurer and Aaron Hicks, yeah. who's gone on to be a, a good player with the Yankees, but that easily could have happened here, and it just didn't. So, I, I, I mean, Carlos Gomez became a good player, but he also was hot garbage that first year in Milwaukee. I don't know, but I have fun. I have fun writing those things just because, for whatever reason, people want to read that. And so now coming up with unique content, I have a lot of podcast ideas I've been kicking around. I might have to set up my home setup and go from there instead of going to our studio because our studio is going to be probably inaccessible for a while, mm. this whole thing. So I, I'm i going to talk to Marshall Kellner from the Fort Myers muscles. I got to remember that. I keep yeah. forgetting. Right. Actually, they're the mighty muscles. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Half credit, half credit, please. Um, I, I'll give you a little, yeah. Thanks. Uh, we've been talking about an, an idea for a show about what Fort Myers is like when the big league players leave while they're waiting for the minor league players to show up. Because after all that frenzy of spring training, there's about a 10-day gap where, like, it's just as a ghost town again. And I was like, hey, you know, we should we should talk about what that's like, maybe do an article. And then we were like, hey, maybe we should do a podcast. And then yesterday I'm like, uh, that's pretty much right now, <laughs> except <laughs> now, instead of 10 days, it's going to be like maybe a couple months. So that's just an easy kind of a layup of a podcast for me to do. And then I don't know, maybe we'll get Trevor Plouffe on again. He's a terrific guest and I don't know, just kind of kick some ideas around. I got a lot of ideas for podcasts and writing is going to be a little bit tougher, obviously, but mm-hmm. it's easy to talk as you can tell for me. It's, it's <laughs> talk and then not stop i i feel like now is gonna be the prime like this idea i kicked around like five months ago and now you're like well i guess i can bring this out of the dungeon because <laughs> got nothing else to do yeah if not now when yeah exactly yeah yeah so back to somewhat baseball talk i guess um, <laughs> yeah for, you know if we can <laughs> as squeeze much that as we can get right how will I mean? This has been the entire off season. They come back, play, and have I don't know twelve spring training games or whatever it was. And how do you think this will affect the players? Like, will their like their performance throughout the shortened season? Will this be? I don't know if you can really answer that even because we we've never seen something like this in a while. But do you think it'll just be strange? We might see some performances decrease just because it's it's different from what the players have done all their lives. I guess. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, it's like Kendry Morales a few years ago where he just kind of showed up one day. The Twins signed him, and he like hadn't gone through spring training. And, I mean, they'll probably get a ramp up, so will it be like Lance Lynn instead of Kendry Morales? I mean, Lance Lynn mm. wasn't very good either. But then you realize that it's like, okay, well, all of these guys have yeah. this game. So, so it's like, yeah, it's raining out. This sucks to play rain, baseball and rain. Yeah, well, it affects both sides. But the other thing, too, is you've got to keep in mind there's not a lot of 30 somethings on this team that they just picked up. And mm. so that's another quarter three eighths, half a season of their decline that they could be steeper into without us having known it. I mean, if Nelson Cruz shows up one day and, and can't hit anymore, you just say, man, he's 40. It was bound to happen eventually. Well, maybe he would have gotten off to a hot start and then that decline would have been slower. You like, this is all just hypothetical stuff, but there's right. also 
like how much is it going to affect Alex Kirilov or Royce Lewis not to play for two months of a development of their season? And what about Michael Pineda? And I, I think, and this is this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I think MLB should let him be serving his suspension now because in a way he's double punished for something that was out of his control. Now, granted, I know he tested positive and it <laughs> might set a bad precedent, but there was nothing in his control that could have had these games being played. So I don't know. I don't think you come back on, let's just hypothetically say July 1st and can still have Pineda sit out 38 more games or whatever. To me, that just seems, I don't know. Again, this is all uncharted territory. So Rich Hill might be back. But if he's back, uh, where has he rehabbed? You know, he's been nowhere to pitch. So what's Rich Hill's availability going to be like? What's, you know, does Ulysse Chassin not make the team now because they don't need him anymore? Is is Randy Dobnek still the guy? Is Lewis Thorpe, you know, back up to speed when we all kind of thought, you know, he didn't pitch in spring training at all. So, I mean, there's just so many things that we don't know that it might be easy cannon fodder to write about for the first six weeks of the season of just, seriously, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> Well, yeah. and I also think about some of the, uh, I guess I was going to say international, but not even that. Some of the uh, other guys like Trevor May, who said, you know, he lives, I don't think he lives in Seattle, but he lives near it. He can't go back there. And right. they're kind of kicking him out of Fort Myers. So it's like, what does he do? Uh, I think uh, Luis Arias, Marwin Gonzalez, you know, Venezuelan players. And yeah, I think yeah, Venezuela just pretty much put up their fences. So it's just like, what? What are all these players going to do? And that before you, that's before you even get into the minor league players who haven't been paid since last season, yeah. you know, who have to rely on the season for food and shelter, and now they're getting kicked out as well. It's I, like think this... Ven- I think Venezuela's kind of been closed off to those guys for a while now because it's just been in such turmoil that I think a lot of those guys have not gone back for a while. I know Bruce Dargraderall didn't go back home, and I don't remember if that's Venezuela or if that's um somewhere somewhere in that area but a lot of these guys did not go back home because of all the turmoil politically or or whatever so i mean that they're locked out too is like it's just another opportunity of somewhere for them to go right now that's just completely a a, a closed door so it's it's tough man i mean you think about it from our point of view when someone like wilson ramos goes back home and gets kidnapped you're like well what is he doing back there and it's like yeah, well, what if Minnesota was a war-torn nation or a, a politically unrest, you know, had political unrest? It's still home. So, I mean, it's it's hard for us to understand all that. And then you add in, you know, COVID-19 and, and any other wrinkles to it. And it's easy to see why this is such a, a tough spot for these guys to be in. Not only rookies like Arise and veterans like Marwin, but everyone in between. And then, too, you run up Trevor May. He's a free agent at the end of the year. That's another entirely new wrinkle is like uh, assuming service time is all the same. These guys are going to be free agents and they're not getting full seasons to show what they can do. I mean, it's it's a lot of wrinkles and it's not like the 94 strike where it was the end of the season, it's the beginning of the season. And that's the difference between MLB, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college baseball. I mean, college baseball is canceling more than half their season that's that's a much bigger deal but the beginning of the season versus the end of the season it's it's 
vastly different ramifications. Mm, that's a that's a good point. I I think I saw college baseball. They're going to extend seniority, like they'd give them an extra year of uh, eligibility. But that's not really something you can kind of do in MLB. Uh, yeah. And yeah, you talk about Trevor May. What about Josh Donaldson for your contract? Is it still going to be four more years? Is he now going to be what thirty nine when that contract gets up? Right. You know, there's a lot of questions to be asked. Well, what if you're a guy who I saw was Miles Powell from Seton Hall basketball? If they extend an extra year of eligibility, yeah, cool. You can go back and play, especially if you're not a big NBA candidate or or prospect. But what are you going to do on campus for another year or on for another semester and what happens to the incoming freshman who didn't want to really hit this bottleneck? I mean, it's one thing if you're an incoming freshman like Trey Jones, who, or maybe not Trey Jones, but, you know, Daniel Oturu from Minnesota, where you just declare for the NBA draft and that's that. But suddenly you've got five classes worth of players for one season. And it just, there's logistics that'll come up that we're not thinking about right now. It's just like when they added instant replay in baseball, we're all thinking this is a great thing. And then they start calling guys sliding off the base for a split second out. <clears throat> and any time that we have a whole new atmosphere, so, so, certain anytime we have a, a certain new thing introduced, there's always going to be those unintended consequences that we're going to have to deal with. And these are things that are going to be a year out that we're not even thinking about right now. So it's it's all so fluid, but it's just it's it's uncharted territory in a lot of ways from anything I've ever seen as someone who's a little older than you guys. Or a lot. Very, very glad that you humbled yourself by saying a little older. <laughs> a, lot, a lot older than you guys. As in, graduated high school when you guys were probably like three years old. So, yeah. Uh, what what'd you say, 2004? Yeah. Then you'd be right. Uh, I was five. I can, I can legally drink Cooper's the young one here, so. Yes, I am still but a child. <laughs> well, enjoy your seven up. water today actually but anyways brandon would i be right just a little bit more baseball here uh i know crazy would i be right to say that you were the one last summer to first start any of the eddie rosario trade rumors that we've seen for a while yeah yeah you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna put my neck out there yes so i uh it actually started with you you mentioned matthew trueblood i he shows up at target field every now and then and sits behind me in the press box and kind of does his business. He, he used to do it for, uh, well, for baseball perspectives too. But I went over to him and I said, Hey, what do you think of the twins trading Eddie Rosario? And he said, I don't see it. I said, well, I'm going to write it anyway. And I did. Mm-hmm. And I caught a lot of hell for it because he was, um, his, his slump hadn't really hit. I know. I think Tom Fremming wrote about how, you know, the sprained ankle really cost him last year, but he was still kind of producing and his season numbers hadn't really cratered as much as they ended up. And I just got to thinking, though, like, you know, Kirilov's not too far off. Larnick's not too far off. They could patch it together with Lamont Wade and Jake Cave and Marwin Gonzalez, or they could go sign a Hunter Pence or whoever they liked, Alex Gordon, if they really wanted. You know, just, just names, just names. But I thought, you know, he's not really a, a Falvey Levine guy. They didn't draft him. Doesn't get on base. Doesn't play extraordinarily good outfield defense. I honestly, I could imagine they're not married to him. And I knew his our arbitration salary figure was going to jump. And so I thought, yeah, there's there's a chance. And 
I mean, I don't know how serious discussions ever got, but I did feel like, hey, you know, I was the first one to put that out there. And I think I was the first one to mention John Gray as someone the Twins should look into. And so it's kind of cool to drive those those bandwagons a little bit. And it's interesting to see how then they pop up a couple months later, fans <laughs> are talking about it. And I'm like, oh, cool. Either people actually read me or the ideas trickle down and, and somebody sees it somewhere. But even still, like I just think about like, hey, yeah, I, I said that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, because I just I remember reading that and it was at the time just like because I never even considered it because it just seemed weird. But yeah, yeah, it made, I mean, looking now, it definitely makes sense. And I, I think it just caught fire. I don't know if you noticed, but it just that Twins Daily and around it just caught fire during the offseason, the idea of trading him. And I think everyone went from hating your idea initially to just being completely on board with it and just kind of did a 180 there. And obviously he's still on the team. I don't know. Yeah. I think he's got two years left, but. Right. Yeah. I think, um, I think the big issue was that, that the salary and right. the 300 on base percentage just kind of meant that they weren't going to get, I mean, what kind exactly. of pitcher are you going? What kind of pitcher are you going to get back for that? Caleb Smith from the Marlins. I mean, that's a nice pitcher, and I'd probably do that deal. But I can understand why mm-hmm. Dalvin Levine wouldn't. So I get it. Yeah, no, for sure. Because uh, yeah, I guess his value is just overhyped by some Twins fans. I guess just because he, I mean, it's not like he was awful last year. But, I mean, he still produced. He hit over thirty yeah. runs, had over a hundred runs by the day, and he was a fine player. But you're right. He, He's definitely replaceable, and with the talent the Twins have coming up and the outfielders they could have signed for one year, you know, I was on a, a Visayo Garcia train for a while there. But Ooh, me too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would been a good one, but in right. Miami you get him back with James Rousen, who was kind of the guy that reeled him in in the first right. place. And I just think of him in Miami. I mean, that kind of swag in Miami, bam, that that <laughs> that just works, man. I don't know, I don't know why it just it works, and it's. It's not that far from Puerto Rico if he wants to, you know, go home a little more often than he gets to now. Granted, in the season, they don't get to do much of that. But it's, um, you know, it's closer to home. And, yeah, like I said, Eddie Rosario in Miami, man, that just that just works for me as an aesthetic. Well, yeah. I want to I wanna mention, because I think you, uh, as you were talking about your Rosario article, I believe you first, like, brought out that idea after 2018. Uh, am, I, am I right there? Or? It. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I ever really fully like fleshed it out. It, the first time I put it on paper was July. I think I was in Kansas City when reading it. I just remember, I don't know why I remember it so clearly, but just that story was, just yeah, it was like in mid July, I think. Yeah, because I, I talked to True Blood, and he was just like, I don't see it, man, and I'm like, well, I respect your opinion, <laughs> but I'm gonna write it anyway. You know, like like Gardy used to say, just fire it through the internet, and it <laughs> it took hold in more ways than one. And it's kind of funny to see how the crowd kind of ebbs and flows from "you're an idiot" to <laughs> "oh, this is the greatest idea ever," and then you know you just kind of kind of read and react to it. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember when we all wanted Ari Adrianza dead earlier in the season. Honestly, <laughs> I, I never thought I never thought he was going to be anything other than. Maybe like Pedro Florimon 2.0, just a really good Oof. defensive shortstop, but couldn't hit at all. And man, he's turned into a pretty nice little player. I mean, I still don't know 
if he can actually hit over a longer term of a season. And he, he seems to always get uh, oblique injuries, like core issues. But for a 25th, 26th man, you can do a lot worse. And he's and you a really, free agent. You really brought up Pedro Florimon. I can't believe this. So. <laughs> yeah, we that don't stand for that disrespect here. He was the starting shortstop the first year I covered on a, on a full-time basis. So I saw way more Pedro Florimon than anybody should have ever seen. <laughs> starting shortstop. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think he played like 118 games that year or something. I probably saw about 80 of them. <laughs> I think I think we might have reminisced about that game like earlier, like in a previous podcast episode. Because that might have been Vance Worley opening day, but I might be misremembering. Right. <laughs> I no, think he you're started right. when it was like 32 degrees against Justin Verlander, and Verlander completely crushed Aaron Hicks's spirit that day, and he went like two for his first 48. It was pretty bad. Yeah. And it was freezing that day. Like the the Twins open. I mean, opening day starter Vance Worley. That's like. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's a, a t-shirt at a thrift store man <laughs> i was i was gonna go more like horror movie tagline but all right yeah i mean it's it's whatever your aesthetic is i think they both work <laughs> no doubt well um i think that's all we got it's been it's been really fun chatting with you brandon and we'd like to have you on again sometime so yeah i hope you had fun <laughs> Yeah, sure. Just block out enough time because I tend to ramble, as you've now figured out. I probably should have. T- I probably should have told you that up front, but you know what? Buyer beware. Yeah, um, we've had some guests that go longer than you, like Nash, for instance. But <laughs> after the Donaldson signing, it was like two hours or so. But yeah, <laughs> this is nothing. Was he just yeah. reading out of his diary or what? Uh, I mean. <laughs> Well, the thing with talking about Nash is it might have only been like forty-five minutes, but it felt like two hours with just. Oh like, right. He talks. It, that it man was pretty, hopped up on something. He is well, Josh Donaldson. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. The rain had been brought, and he was he was psyched. So I get it, though. I mean, you know, you know how you know I grew up at a different time than you guys. That signing for me was Mike freaking Lamb back in two thousand six. So, oh wow. Yeah, that that was that was like. Yeah, this guy had like a 780 OPS last year, and he plays third base. No more <laughs> Nick Punto for me. And uh, nope, got got released like two months into a two-year deal, which for Terry Ryan to do that is really, really bad because Terry Ryan didn't spend any money. But when he did, he just didn't. I mean, Rondell White got multiple seasons after the abomination that he put together. So, yeah, man, I, I got burnt by Mike Lamb. I didn't. I didn't love again for a while, let's just say. <laughs> and you really just brought back all the good throwbacks for this. Right. I have a Mike Lamb t-shirt with no sleeves on it in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, have a, I have a... I hope Young to Ho- get to that point with someone. I got a, got a Byung-Ho Park jersey, but that's all I can go. Oh, man, I had all the t-shirt jerseys, and the Twins were the worst at printing them. Like... I went to a Mets game in 2006, and they had a Lastings Millage one printed already, and he'd only played in the big leagues for like a week. So I bought that because I thought, hey, he's going to be much better than this Jose Reyes guy, whatever, you know. <laughs> so I bought a Lastings Millage, and I got to see a young Lastings Millage play. Meanwhile, the Twins would wait like two years before they would print any of them, unless it was a veteran like Mike Lamb. So I like Mike, Mike Lamb is one that I cut the sleeves off of, J.J. Hardy which is a whole other <laughs> podcast for another day because that broke my heart when they traded him. But that was probably why I needed to get out of the 
fan game and get into the business part of it because I just couldn't handle that they were trading guys like J.J. Hardy after going out and getting them. J.J. <laughs> oh. Hardy. Ooh, I'm, that, that, that's a tender spot right there. That's a, that's you've, a learned, you've learned a lot about me today. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. You, you, you never really see anyone, like uh, their personal side, until they talk about old twins that hurt them. Right. Twitter's only Twitter's only two hundred and whatever characters, man. It's takes a long time to break down a story like how I feel about Mike Lamb. <laughs> Amen to that. Well, Brandon, it was good having you on. Yeah, it was a great talk. And like Cooper said, love to have you on eventually again. Yeah, let's hope there's baseball again soon too, so we have a something else to talk about too. Oh. I don't mind talking about other stuff, but baseball's right. fun too. For sure. Yes, yeah. yes please. Yes, please. Yeah. All right. See ya. Later. And we are back. We're done talking to Brandon. Uh, it's just Cooper and I at this point, fortunately. Uh, although that was that was quite the. That's quite the talk. You never know how it's going to go with people, obviously, you've never talked to. Uh, but that was that was a lot of fun. Either we've had some really good guests, or we are just really good, friendly people. Because it always goes pretty smoothly. So I think I'm taking the second one on that. Everyone's also trusting of us, and I don't understand why. It's, it's two young dudes talking baseball. I don't see what... I mean, that's, that's what I'd trust if it was a description of something... I don't even know what that means, but yep. <laughs> All right, great. Uh, uh, incredible. See, you just your way with words is just, it's its beautiful. Oh, I know. It's... Speaking of which, uh, let's continue this, well, podcast of words. As opposed to a podcast of other things? <laughs> I mean, we'll find a way to switch it up eventually, I'm sure. What, what are we going to have, like, podcast of, like, like, what, like, sounds of just, like, us hitting us, stuff randomly, or if we ever get together playing like a game of wiffle ball in in, in the yard or something, <laughs> right. uh, we could have oh, we could have gone to Arizona and do Trevor Bauer wiffle ball. That... You're right, could have played. I'm sure he would have loved that. Yeah, so, like, Trevor, hey, we Trevor. have a podcast. Let us play. And hey, Trevor, I've talked shit about you on Twitter so much. Right. I we both have that picture of him saved after Max <laughs> Kepler gave up that fifth or after Kepler hit the home run after the fifth straight or something. Yeah. Okay, but if you're if you're a Twins fan who doesn't have that photo saved, then True. you need to get on it because like, <laughs> oh god, it's so good. It's so good. But anyways, yeah, we got two last things here. Uh, we got predictions, like you said, way earlier in the show. I don't know if people remember that. Uh, our idea was that every week we'd have a prediction and then you know see who was right, who was wrong, tally them up at the end of the non-existent season, and then. Kind of see from there. I don't know. We're just kind of making it a game. I'm I'm already one wrong. Right. Which is cool. That's fun. Yeah. So, Anyways. Oh, did, did I go? Yeah, I think I went first last time. So you start now. Jeez, oh, really? I was just going to bring up that you predicted Donaldson would get off to a slow start in April, which is impossible now. So yeah. minus one for you. I have not have any come off the board. Minus and one. It's your Can we go negative? Predictions. Can uh, we go yeah, negative? You're at, you're at negative one right now. Wait, wait. I thought it was just, like, neutral. Wait, we can go negative? You're at negative one, so I guess we can. What the? 
this we're making this rule. Fair. We're making this rule now. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is what happens when you make the game entirely. You can just make this. This is this is a dictatorship. I want everyone to listen to what's happening. Right now. <laughs> this is a story. You asked. I wasn't gonna, but then you said it. So. Oh, okay. Whatever. I'm gonna ignore you. Yeah, it's I'm, a, I'm at neutral. I don't care what you say. Also, you are starting predictions this week just because right. I need you to. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, now you come crawling back to me. I see. <laughs> Put me in the negative, and now you're like, go start. Well, you took mine, I think, so I got to okay. think of something while you're making your prediction. Well, we, we always take each other's predictions, so that's how it goes. Right. Um, anyways, my prediction, and uh, it really hurts my heart to have to say this. I, I really – I'd love it – this is the one I'd love to be wrong, like, more than anything, but my prediction is that I, I don't think they're going to play any baseball games – for the 2020 season, I just, you know, they keep saying, uh, they keep pushing it back. Opening day officially is pushed back like two weeks or whatever. Now, like gatherings over 50 is uh, banned or whatever for the next two months, or at least they're advising that. And at this point, with the way everything's going and how like each day, like it gets more extreme, I, I just don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah, I I mean, I hate that prediction a lot because it I hate it too. <laughs> Trust me, I hate it. That's a, I, yeah. I want to. I want to throw that prediction like into the water and like drown it. But that's well, just how fair. it goes. All right, I got a prediction that doesn't even really relate to Twins baseball in a way, but it relates to us. Something we were talking about earlier. Our friend Nash Walker on the uh, Locked On podcast will invite. Me back on his show before he invites you back on. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, okay. that, that is my prediction. <laughs> All right. Th- here's here's my thinking. I think it's more likely he invites you back first, but I got to make it controversial, you know. So, yeah, and I got to support myself. Yeah, you just got to annoy me. That's what you got to do. <laughs> All right. So that's mine. Toot your own horn, why don't you? You know what? <laughs> This very second, I'm just going to DM him. Just be like, you know what? I'm coming hey. out. Like, I gotta, and this hey. has to happen before the end of the 2020 season, which could be a really odd deadline depending on, well, I suppose if they announce the season is canceled, that's when we will assess all of these predictions. So, <laughs> Which, yeah, which, again, this might be your fault because you're the one who invented this and then this whole yep. thing went. So I'm just blaming you for everything. Yeah, that's fair. Well, our last thing, we got some fan questions because we don't have baseball games looking ahead. At one point we did, but no no more. So let's see. Fan questions. We asked sort of your weirdest questions just because it's like we don't know what else we're going to talk about. And usually we do get weird questions, so we don't even really have to like say that, but appreciate it. I'm going to start on my side because I think I got actual serious questions as to post yeah. We got serious questions for the first time in weeks, and it was on a week that we will not see baseball in months. I don't get it. Naturally, that's how it goes. But anyways, we got Tom uh, asked us, what is the absolute minimum number of games played to merit a regular season? I'd say 50, but I reserve the right to change my answer in a few months. That was actually a really, really interesting question that I hadn't considered. Uh, And I thought about it, and honestly, with the way – this is kind of going. I think they'll take a we can we'll take what we can get sort of motto, which is to say if the season's fifty games, then it's fifty games. If they can only get a month in, then the season's gonna be a month. And you know, if that leads to the Detroit Tigers being the AL Central leaders, then so be it. That's just what's gonna have to happen. That'd be kind of a month it would suck, obviously, but it 
be just constant playing really hard, so I guess it'd be kind of fun, but my answer is simple. It's 81 games, otherwise I don't, I, you know, what are we even doing here? I, if it's lower than 81, I doubt they play, Sim, to put it simply enough. I mean, and also 81, you just cut the season in half, it's still half of what it usually is, so 81 games is my answer, and anything less than that, I don't think they play. 81 wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that too much. It would, considering our situation here, I wouldn't mind it too much, but you know, that's what you get in NBA and NHL, and so see how that works. I don't know if it'd be, you know, one game and sit to Seattle, then go to Detroit, then go to Florida, and, you know, get a day off between every game, or actually that wouldn't work because there will only be a few months to play baseball. So that throw that idea out. It's still 81, just with series that they play. I didn't even think about that. Jeez. Did you just talk yourself out of your own opinion? No, I talk... Okay, so it'd still be 81, but they'd play regular series instead of doing an NBA style where you just play one team, move on, play another team, move on. I... Because I, I mean, it kind of feels like you just talked yourself out of your own opinion, which is... Uh, Something that happens more often than you know, so... <laughs> apparently, apparently... Oh uh, man! So if if they only play eighty games, then just screw them. You know that's not enough. Right. <laughs> yeah. 80. Eighty-one or bust. Yeah, eighty is nonsense. Get that crap out of here. <laughs> uh, anyways, we have MN Twin Pinions. Next question: Which uh, Minnesota Twins player will benefit most from a shortened season, and which players will be hurt the most? So uh, I think this one's pretty straightforward. Who will benefit the most? That'll be the injured players, I think. So Byron Buxton, Rich Hill. Uh, and even the guys who Lewis were Thorpe. starting, Lewis, well, he not injured, not injured, injured, but he had a his spring training was cut short, basically. Yeah, he, his I'd circumstances were a bit different, but yeah, he. I guess you could throw him in there. Uh, I was going to say, Romero. I was going to say, oh yeah, I, I forgot that guy even existed. Wow, yeah, <laughs> you can, yeah, imagine that. You got visa issues, and now suddenly there's a global pandemic. Sorry, dude. <laughs> that was cool. Uh, what was, what was I going after? Oh, yeah, even, like, some of the other guys, like Jorge Polanco and Marlon Gonzalez, who were right. playing in spring training games but coming back from surgery, I feel like they get helped. And who gets hurt the most? Definitely Michael Pineda, unless yep. they do what Brandon said and, like, retroactively apply those to games that didn't exist. But I don't see that happening. Another answer, because Michael Pineda is the easy and obvious one there, but I, you know, if I had to pick a number two, I'd probably go with Jake Odorizzi. He just accepted a qualifying offer in a free agent market that, Quite frankly, he could have gotten a lot more money in, and now in his free agent season where he's got almost no competition in starting pitching besides, like, Robbie Ray, he's going to get a very short season, if not no season whatsoever, to build up his stock for, for his free agency. So he's a free agent going in, much like Trevor May that Brandon talked about. So I think it'll hurt his stock just a little bit. If I don't know. Who knows how much, honestly. We don't know anything about this, but... I'd put him behind Michael Pineda. Yeah, I wonder, now that you mentioned it, I wonder with qualifying offer guys, how much are they going to get paid? How much is anyone going to get paid? This is weird. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Well, this is why I don't own a Major League Baseball team. So (laughs) This is why, yes. (laughs) This is why. This is the one reason why, because I get overwhelmed (laughs) easily by these questions. By qualifying Uh, offer questions. Yeah. Uh, No, the the billions of dollars I'm sitting on right now, that's, you, you, you know, that's fine, so... Instead, you do just a, lo- just a local Twins podcast. <laughs> Honestly, if I, like, 
hit the multi, like some sort of, you know, multi-million, you know, all that Powerball kind of stuff, I'd probably just do the same exact stuff. I'd just like... Oh, you would definitely do this just so you could brag to me every single week. No, I don't even think I'd do that. I'd just do it because I like doing it. And then I'd probably like, I don't know, have better guitar stuff and like (laughs) more video games and like maybe some nicer clothes and I'd pay off my student debts. And honestly, that would probably be it. Like... Yeah, yeah. We're at that age where, you know, get college debt gone and you're good. Yeah, that's definitely the first thing. Just call them up be like, hey, what's up, (laughs) y'all? Here's your money. Uh, Yeah. Anyways, uh, on to actual questions. We have from Eric. Actual questions. Oh. This is rapid fire time. Oh, are we going to. No, we still got. Oh, that's a different Eric. That's funny how that worked. I have an Eric. You have an Eric. Oh, okay. Different Eric. Uh, my Eric said, uh, well, this is a joke question, but we're going to do it anyways. How many inches of snow will be on the ground when the Twins win the World Series in December? And who will make the best snow angel when they celebrate? Uh, so how many inches of snow? Of course, uh, five feet. Uh, that's how much it's going to be. And then who's going to make the best snow angel? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Probably Michael Sergio Pineda. Sergio have, have the biggest one. Ooh. Just because Ooh. It'd be, he'd like put a nose on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> he, draw, he draws beer out. <laughs> yes he'd just have fun with it Pinedo would just be just be large be a really strange looking snow angel well that's why it'd be funny you'd have Romo snow angel and then you'd have like a <laughs> three times bigger snow angel and you're just like what happened here yeah so I guess that's if we had to pick two twins to uh, make a snow angel it'd be those two in case you were wondering yeah I'm sure everyone was so anyways moving on we got wrapped for our questions so this is from this big fella, Eric, this guy had too much free time. I, I can't believe this. But anyways, first question. What's your favorite kind of bread? It's garlic bread. Oh, I guess I didn't even consider. I considered like what you can get at Subway. I just went white. <laughs> how, yeah, how perfectly boring, of course. Italian, or, you know. Italian. Oh, look at this guy. Like, what, what, are gonna, what are you going to do with your white ass bread? What are you going to do with it'd that? It'd be like br- bruschetta, you know? You, you, if Now that I consider it even a little bit. All is right, that is right. that even bread? I had some, I don't remember what it was called in Florida. It was okay. served served with talking about pancetta. Man, oh, I don't know. A... It was a type of bread. Oh, what that is actually. These are Types these sound too fancy in French. Bread uh. served with meals. Hang on. This is... Ciabatta, maybe ciabatta. Ciab- no, you really just Google ciabatta bread while recording. Ciabatta. Give me a second. I can't. This is no, what I have to deal with. It's not. It's not. I don't remember what it was called, but it. I, who cares? Anyway, this ruined rapid fire. So. Yeah, great job. Rapid fire spends five questions looking <laughs> up bread. I, oh I'm I, sticking I, with I, Italian. Final answer. Next question. I'm moving on. What is your Good preferred idea. mac and cheese noodle shape in the craft mac and cheese boxes? Obviously, it's going to be the, the little twisty ones. Uh, I forget what those ones are called, the spirals. Those ones are elite. I was going uh, Star Wars heads. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good choice. That's a good choice. I can respect it's, it. I mean, on brand because I like you know Star Wars cool, but the taste and the like texture of the shapes much better than the regular noodles. Yeah. Well, okay, we can all agree regular noodles trash tier. Last, like, yeah. Any other one is better than that. Right. All right. Got to move on. Rules yeah, of the of, rules of the game. Out of all three Cars movies, which one do you like the most? 
I think I've only actually personally seen the first one. I might have seen the second one. I know I have not seen the third one, so I guess I go with the first one by default. Yeah, I think you have to. I also would. The memes come with the second one, but it's all about yeah. quality of movie here, and got to go with number one. Is, is it ever with us, though? I think we, we would value the memes more, though. <laughs> That's the, See, this is why this is the toughest question of the bunch. It's yeah. just it's a, it's a toss-up. But the way that you said you saw Cars 2 and then didn't see Cars 3 kind of sums up how bad Cars 2 probably was. So I think we got to stick with Cars 1. <laughs> You're probably right there. I mean, honestly, I honestly couldn't tell you if I saw Cars 2. I just, <laughs> that's just like a gap in my memory. Right, same. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There you go. I just, I, whatever. Ciao. Come on, last question. What is your favorite consonant? This is, wow, I, I don't even know, like where you get that from. I'm going to go uh, music theory nerd because consonant means something different. My favorite consonant is G major. Uh, hang on. What does what consonant mean? Are we thinking of different consonants? We are because I'm being an incredible dork right now. So in music, you have consonant and dissonance. God. So dissonant, basically, I'm just going to sum it up. Dissonance, just like, I don't know, something really sour where you're just like, oh, I don't like that. And then consonants, just like something really pleasant. We're like, ah, much better. Then what am That's a, what's the other definition? I was <laughs> wait. You think I probably think of the language type of consonant? Consonant. Hang on, I thought consonant. Isn't that like a letter? Are you really looking this up again? Like what? What's a con? Isn't that like every letter that's not a vowel? Do I have the completely wrong word? <laughs> no, that's that's it, isn't it? Yeah, is it? That's what I'm thinking too. But you said I got caught off. C. That's my answer. Beautiful. <laughs> See, this is what happens when I try and make like music jokes. No, you, you know, I just throw you off and you don't get it. it. It'd work with most anyone else, but I listen to sports talk radio and not music, so. <laughs> Wait, you don't listen to any music? Not really, nope. What What is wrong with you? It's just, I don't, I don't know. If I, yeah, I listen, I, I don't know. Honestly, it's very strange. I work out listening to sports talk radio. <laughs> you are a psychopath. Yeah, I know. It's very weird. I don't tell anyone that because they would probably bully me. So hopefully oh, yeah, no one just, listens to this. <laughs> yeah, let's just tell it to our podcast. I'm sure no one will hear this. <laughs> I mean, it, we're what, like in almost two hours and now no one's still listening. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's where you hide all your secrets at the end of this podcast. No one's going to listen. Great stuff. Uh, although... I guess, to your credit, if you don't listen to music, then you don't gain appreciation for the Eagles, and then you don't try and play part of their song, and then you don't get copyright claimed on Twitter. For that me. was funny. That... So, <laughs> not that I'm mad about this, but... Oh, man, I'm posting like baseball videos every other day now, and nothing. MLB's never come after me or anything. I've straight up stole from... Okay, I gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should stop that. Well, well no, it's... it's... Like, like you said, like I did, we did the same thing, like post videos that we get off baseball savant and whatnot. And I totally thought like MLB would have gotten after us by now, but no, it's the freaking hotel California that, you know, the song from the 1970s that they got to be an asshole about. Cause I played one minute of it. Yeah. I just felt I go, I watch or I'll go to Fox sports North or Fox sports, Fox sports, go.com on my laptop. And then elite, 
illegally recorded on my laptop and then post a video of Royce Lewis hitting a home run on Twitter before the Twins Twitter account is able to, which is probably not a good idea, but here I we don't, are. I don't, think, I don't think you should have just admitted to that. But I know, whatever. me neither. I, it, was, I was already here, so whatever. <laughs> well, I think the best way to end this episode is on Cooper admitting to cr- you know, committing a crime. So. You've done this. You've admitted to crimes many times on this podcast. I think we're good. Not, I have okay, never it's, it's been straight like, up. At, I have never straight up said what my crime was, though. However, you just laid out in great detail what you do. To first-time listeners, which we may have many of, <laughs> this probably sounds very weird. He just watches games on streams. It's okay. <laughs> no, why'd you ruin it? It was so much more mysterious that way. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe this. Well, anyways, uh, I don't know if we have any self-promotions. I wrote. Not really. Yeah. Not really. Well, I wrote this last week about the Twins pitchers and their velocity. Uh, go read about that. Like, no one has commented on it, which is a shame. Like, no one, no one, well, Twins Daily went down. So, like, all the traffic went down for like a day, which sucks. So, uh, that's what I did. Uh, did you do anything? Um, I wrote about the. Something he didn't remember again. <laughs> This week, I'm just not going to self-promote. Sound good? Not going to do it. He, he wrote about something, but he's not going to tell you what. Yeah. Beautiful. Huh. Beautiful. Well, anyways, that takes us to the end here. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and I hope we're back next week. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we're going to make it interesting. We'll, yeah, we'll do our best. Cool. We'll maybe we'll get, that. Anyway, maybe we'll get yeah. Andrew back at the time. How about that? I'm sure everyone loves hearing Andrew. Oh, yeah. Oh, God knows I do. (laughs) Well, goodbye. See ya.